Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Funds, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance. Hosted by Syra Rahman, VP of Finance at HM Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by Stockwitz. Girls Just Want to Have Funds will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Hey guys, it's Syra. I am so excited to talk about our next subject. But before we begin, I just wanted to go over what we chatted about in the last episode. So in the last episode, we discussed Megan's budget, whether or not she knew exactly what title was and her Domino's subscription. Now that we figured that stuff out, we are going to dive into what I call the rule of three bank accounts. It's how I like to organize all of my finances and most certainly something that I think will be useful to all of you. Megan, you've told me this, but I think you should share this with everyone else. When was the last time you changed your bank? I'm at the same bank I was at when I was 16 when I had that job. Amazing. Which means you are still at the same bank that you've been at your entire life. Yeah. It's the only thing I've stayed with for that long. Okay. So first thing that I think you should do is like Google out there and see, think about the things that you do with your bank. And if you have certain priorities that you think are more important than others, whether it's saving or whether it's investing and whatever your bank is, you should take a look and see if there are other platforms, fintech companies, banks, whatever the case may be that might serve you better than what you're currently using. That's going to be the first thing that I want you to contemplate over the course of the next few days before we tape our next episode. Okay, but what's so bad about being at the same bank? Like, tell me some of the like very layman terms, bad reasons I shouldn't be at the same bank. So here's the thing. Maybe you're at the right bank, right? Maybe your dad and you, by some miracle, 20 years ago, selected this bank and you magically picked a bank that has full functionality of everything that you want. Most banks, for what it's worth, can do a little bit of everything. So if you don't really care about investing, if you don't care about the best savings rate, there are other tiny little nuances. It doesn't necessarily matter what your bank is. It matters how you set up your bank beyond that, which is kind of why I want to talk to you about what we're going to call the rule of three accounts. Ooh. Yes, which we'll dive into in just a second. But that being said, bank functionality matters to someone that has more than just a bank account, right? So that matters to someone if they're sending wire transfers, if they want a good savings rate, if they want to be able to do something beyond just have their direct deposit go in and then pay their bills. So that's something you want to keep in the back of your head. Like what else do you want your bank to do for you beyond help you pay bills and be your money receptacle? Okay. But that seems... Okay. What you said all sounds really smart, and I'm going to sound like the dummy. No. Here we are. Not at all. This is why it's intimidating. It's not intimidating. See, here's the it thing. Is. This is something I learned from Nick that I think is so interesting. Nick is my partner. Nick tells me that men behind closed doors, they talk about their finances. They talk about their salary. They like boast and brag about what they're making, what their friends are making, and it's a free-flowing conversation. Can you imagine? Like We have been shamed into not believing that we can have a conversation not only about our salaries, but about our financial situation. And as women who are powerful women, women that are successful, and women that are going to accrue a lot of wealth over the course of our lives, it is important for us to not only understand our financial situation, but to understand the landscape. As much as you feel like it's an awkward or uncomfortable question, I promise you, 
every other woman out there has thought the same question at some point in time. So, so lay it on. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, it feels like speed dating to me. Let's be real. So I'm in, I'm in marketing. I pay very close attention to commercials and a banking commercial comes on. Probably the only one I remember is bank. I don't even remember the bank name. They were like, Hey, we have coffee shops now. And I was like, what? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) But there's other ones there. Have you ever been inside of a bank? That's a coffee shop, by the way, just curious. No, absolutely not. Who gets coffee at a bank? What a dumb fucking concept that banks need to move forward from. Like, I'm not going in for that free coffee, dude. If I'm stuck inside of a branch, you better believe it's because whatever the interface is that I'm trying to accomplish sucked so bad that it was less of a time suck for me to go into a branch. Like, I'm not going there for free coffee. They can all kiss my ass. Anyways. I mean, I I think they're trying to move away from styrofoam cups, kind of like a Jiffy Lube, but regardless. (laughs) What I'm getting at is they don't speak to me, right? I have cable. I'm a Luddite. We know this. I watch commercials because I find it interesting because I'm in marketing and I glaze over, dude. It's like interest rates, this and that. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. I think that's super hard for people and super intimidating. And probably the reason I've stayed at my bank for as long as I have because it's comfortable. Yeah, sure. And I think part of that is also your I'm going to say there's a slight like lack of focus there, right? Because your focus is on your own personal career success. Who the hell cares what happens with your money? Like you have made a lot of money over the course of your career. You will continue to make a lot of money all the way through the point that you choose to retire or whatever exit you decide to make in life. So from my perspective, the next thing that is linked to what do you want your bank to be and how should that bank look is what are your financial goals? Like, Tell me some of the things that you want to achieve in the next year, five years, 10 years. Like, Let's talk about what those goals are and let's create that rule of three bank accounts based off of your goals. So give me give me like your top three goals and give me one for like a year out, one for three years out and one for five years out. Oof. Well, it is coronavirus times and I feel like I need to get out once it's over. So I think maybe <laughs> in a year, it sounds really compelling to me to save for a really elaborate trip. <laughs> you know what? I think that's amazing. And can we please go together? Yes. <laughs> I just want to be like drunk on a beach somewhere. Ooh, that's a Jimmy Buffett song. No. Oh, God. Okay. So here's how you do it. Okay. If we want to talk about your one-year goal, what you want to do is figure out approximately what that budget is for that one-year goal. I don't care if it's $1,000. I don't care if it's $5,000, whatever that dollar amount is. Okay. Got it. And then you're going to take that dollar amount and you're going to divide it by 12 and tell yourself that after taxes you need to accrue at least that much per month. And the thing is, you're going to have some months where you spend more money than others, which is why it's important for you to know what your spending is. And again, we're going to go back to this rule of three bank accounts in a second. But the key is for this one-year goal, you have 12 months to get there, right? So pick the date, pick the approximate date you're going on vacation because I know a year out feels like far away when we're in pandemic times. So your birthday. And then Okay. That's, yeah. Yes, actually. Let's go. (laughs) LFG, girlfriend. Let's go. We will, yes, I want to be like on a yacht with my butt cheeks out like we work for birthday 32. Here we are. Just like, yes, exactly. (sighs) Okay. So you've got approximately 12 months to achieve that. Okay. So I take the big goal, which I'm going to say probably around $5,000 and divide it by 12, starting at the beginning of the year, which is kind of a nice thing to do. Where do I start saving that money so I can't touch it? So here's how we do it. Rule of threes. The first bank account 
is your bank account that you set up and this is where all of your bills come in and out. So it could be at your current bank. You could pick a different bank that has a better structure. You just let me know. Okay. The second bank account is what I like to call your savings account. Okay. So this is anything outside of your firm bills. So the things that you know you have to pay for, that's your rent or your mortgage. That's your electricity and trash. That's your baseline credit card that you use specifically for actual bills. Okay. So this isn't like shopping. This isn't going out to drink. This isn't going out. None of that. Wait, wait, okay. But what defines a bill? (laughs) How about that? (laughs) For real. So I hear you. So for example, my bills are everything that I have to pay for in the immediacy and that, that I can't live without. So those are my groceries. Those are my Netflix, my electric bill, my water bill, my mortgage slash rent, anything that you have to pay for. Okay. That comes out of that account. Then the balance goes into your savings. Okay. From your savings, you do on a weekly basis less than 3% of your total monthly pre-tax income goes into... So let's say, for example, for the ease of math, you make $12,000 a year, which means you're paid $1,000 per month. That means of that $1,000, $30 per week can go into a separate bank account that is going to be what I like to call my play money. This is money to go out drinking. This is money to go out and have like girls night. This is money to go out on date night. This is money that goes towards whatever your heart desires. That is not a required bill. So that includes going shopping at Nordstrom, Megan McShane. All right. You're hearing me. All four floors are tied to your play account now. They're no longer tied to your savings. They're no longer tied to your regular bills. You are now set to a budget. Do you think I should have separate cards for each of these accounts? No, not necessarily. So here's the thing, because you have, how many credit cards do you have? One, right? Mm, Yes. Okay. So your one credit card probably pays some of your bills and your one credit card also probably is going to be paying for some of your play money stuff. The difference is what I like to do is I will actually use an auto debit. So my play money is an entirely separate bank and has an entirely separate card outside of Savings, you should not have a card for. Your savings is your savings. It's on lock. Got it. You don't touch it. That makes sense. And your bills, sometimes your bills are include emergency stuff. So sometimes you have to have a debit card for that. I guess my point on that is I don't carry around my debit card for my checking account. I only carry around my credit card. So A, I'm accruing points slash miles. B, I am sticking to the fact that it's bills or some form of an emergency if I need it. So how many checking accounts should one person have with the rule of three? Is too many checking accounts? Is that... So eventually you're going to want more than one checking account depending on how much you're saving. Yeah. So I like to have baseline checking account for the bills, separate savings account because you want that higher interest rate, which we'll talk about at some point in the future. And then you have your play account, which is also a checking account so that money can flow freely in and out. Okay. Like I said, that separate play account is at another bank, has its own debit card, and you are tied to that budget. So let's take me as a case study because here we are. What's my first step? So I've been at the same bank. How do I know I'm with the right partner (laughs) is how I feel. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? And that's how you should feel about it. You should be like, I'm shopping around for the best products for myself. It's just like when you go to Nordstrom and you're trying on the best shirt or the best outfit. If it doesn't look right, you're not going to end up buying it. So for me, the best account that can do the most for me. So I like to invest. I like to do different things with my bank account. So I like to have a bank account that can do a lot of different things for me for very little money. So I'm looking for low fee checking account. I'm looking for a potentially attached savings account that has a high interest rate. And I'm looking for something that potentially also has a really good credit card attached to it. I'm looking for all of those products wrapped into one. So when you say low fee checking account, does that mean when I go to take out money from an ATM? I mean, well, potentially, do you take out money from the ATM? I mean, only every once in a while. We're not allowed to use cash. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's a rapidly evolving environment. Yeah. You have to think about how you behave with your money in order to determine what works for you. So I, as someone that invests a lot, I do multiple wire transfers per month. I had to find a bank that's not going to ding me for all of the things that I have to do with money flow because then you end up kind of at a loss, right? Between all the fees that I get dinged for, depending on how you use your money. So what are you using your bank account for? Are you just paying bills? Like what's the purpose? Got it. So for me, I need to understand one, what my short-term goals are, and then I need to find the bank that works for me. So Googling things like low interest rates, if I'm going to be wire transferring money or if I take out a lot of cash or anything of that sort. What's interesting to me is the interest stuff, which I think we can have a whole episode on. And I should send you what my interest rate is right now so we can dissect it. I digress. Yeah. And I want to emphasize something that I think is super, super important. Once you start building a savings... Interest compounds, right? So the more money you put into a bank account, the more change you'll see in the balance that's attached to it. So the first $100,000 of your bank account is the hardest to achieve. And it's because you won't see a significant change in your savings until you hit. And I say $100,000, it's all relative to each individual human being, like what that dollar amount is where you're like, hell yeah, like I finally saved something for myself. Mm. In order to keep your eye on the prize, something that I've done historically is I'll actually label buckets within my savings, which some banks now allow you to do. You can allocate different dollar amounts to like, this is my, we talked about your one-year goal. Let's say you have a five-year goal of buying a house. You can allocate and say, I want to save $30,000, $50,000 for a down payment towards my first home. You can literally allocate that money. And once that's in your brain and it's sitting there, you are psychologically less likely to mess with it. So that's something else I encourage you to do once you start figuring out the savings side of it so that you don't touch it. Because something that I used to do when I was behaving extremely financially irresponsibly is I would literally pull from my savings and be like, who cares? Because this is for nothing. Like I'm saving money for no reason at all. So until you have a purpose behind all of your funds, until there is a reason attached to each dollar, you're going to let your money flow more fluidly from account to account. Okay. This totally resonates with me. And I think it might actually resonate with people because it's like new year, new you. Right now, anyone's getting rid of this year in general, but I think there's something to be said around. It's very similar to like starting an exercise routine. Like we all put in goals to achieve. And I've always been so intimidated of even having a goal. I've never even thought about that from a financial perspective. I think that makes so much sense. You are so successful. That's the irony in all of this. I mean, 
Is it ironic? I don't even know if it's ironic. It's just, I just feel like this lack of financial literacy, this unavailability because everyone's too afraid to talk about it because everyone's like, well, I should already know it by now. No, you fucking shouldn't. The only reason that I know everything that I know is because I have been in finance my entire fucking career. And it pisses me off that people sit there and have this expectation that women who have only really started to make significant gains in the last 20 to 30 years, the late 1980s was when women were finally allowed to sign for their business with a bank account without their male partner. Like it has not been that long since women have been able to make financial progress. So it pisses me off that women have this expectation of themselves that is just so much higher than it necessarily needs to be. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to have the conversation and be like, listen, I don't know. I don't know. And the thing is, I'm not going to have every single answer for you, Meg, but I promise you I will research everything that I can. And there is absolutely no shame and the things that you're learning. And I'm genuinely so excited for the next time we have a conversation because now we've built the foundation. You're going to set up these three accounts, whether it's with your existing or not. By the way, those conversations are painful. Make sure that you have them on a weekday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. in your local time. I mean that very sincerely. So because opening bank accounts is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I know. That's probably why I've never done it. I mean, the bank that I'm a part of isn't even in the state I live in, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's so peculiar to me because it's like, what if there was an emergency? What if your bank suddenly had what I call a bank run and they start to lose liquidity and you like get a text message saying that your deposits are frozen? You're not going to try to go into that bank and try to get all your money out? Yeah, I've never even thought about that. Yeah, dude. You're so right. I'm having enlightening moments over here. That's what's happening. And we all know I'm shameless when it comes to asking questions anyway. I probably give away way too much info. I feel like the only time that's really happened is when you've had like too much to drink. So I'm like, for what it's worth, each one of these episodes, we're going to at least have to share one like golden nugget from the Megan McShane archives. (laughs) Megan McShane Purcell archives. That's a long name. No, but I'm into it. I'm really into it. Okay. So let's sum it up. Let's kind of try to wrap it up and I'll try to say what I've learned. Okay. 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 So I like this idea of the power of three. Power of three bank accounts. Right. But I just, you know, me, I'm like shortening it. So you're turning it into yoga terms. Let's go. Yeah. The power of three, you know, whatever chakras. Blah. <laughs> but I like that. I like short-term goals. They're achievable. A year doesn't seem that far out. I like saving for your birthday. That is fun to me. Also a reason for us to see each other. Oh, please. Right. And so I think I-, I can do this. Okay. Power of three. Got it. So there's a savings a checking and fun money? Yes, you did that was it. right. Yes, that was correct. Yes. So three accounts, one account for each purpose. Bills, savings, fun. Bill savings fun. Yes. Fun saving bills. Yes. It's not fun saving for bills, <laughs> but <laughs> I like it. Okay, I can deal with I can get on board. I'm with you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here for it. Girls want to have fun. Yes, girls just want to have fun. Thanks for joining us head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Wanna Have Funds. (laughs) 